Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Are you going to turn off poker? Yeah. I am happily going to turn off poker. Is Bo going to turn off Squeaky Toy? No. Are we rolling? We are rolling. Oh, wow. We've been rolling for 18 seconds. Oh, my God. He literally has not gone into his basket of toys in two weeks other than to pull out his dirty tennis ball yeah he likes his quiet dirty tennis ball that is not a tennis ball it is one sixth of a tennis ball at this point there's no he found on the street yep and he could not stop loving that thing and uh, there's not much left and i'm worried about what happens when that's gone but it seems as though he has found uh his old bear that squeaks Literally, the second we like put on our headphones and got the microphones out, he was like, squeaky bear time. Yeah. Uh, welcome to episode 17. 
Yeah, I was going to say, the squeaking is Matt kind of a... Matt Dory's Excellent Adventure. It's kind of a callback to like episode one. Sure. And he's back over to the door, going to pot the door to try to go out. But he's not going to be allowed to go out because we just walked him. That's what's going on in Bo's world. Um, I'm Matt. My sperm's old. I'm, Wait. No. Dumb. <laughs> it's getting old. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Dory. My eggs, my eggs might be dumb. Bo is not having any of this. No, but Did you know not, what? We're going to ignore him. This. I don't know what to do with this Bo situation, You just everybody. took him out. I know. I literally just took him out. Because I was like, oh, we better walk him before the podcast so he's not antsy during the podcast. Bo, we're going to stare straight ahead and ignore you, and you're going to go lay down. Yep. You can go on the bed. I won't even say anything right now. No, I think I'm not is. even going to know. Nope. Back to the door. Okay. We're ignoring him. Okay. We're ignoring him. Bo, we're ignoring you. Deep breaths. Okay. Guys. What a week. It kind of was a week. It really was a week. Oh, boy. Bo is so excited about this podcast. <laughs> he can't contain himself. Um, we could just close the gate and let him out. Uh-huh. We could do that, but we could also just try to ignore him, and hopefully he stops. Okay. Um, so, as... All right, now he's got Chewbacca. Oh, another squeaky toy. Yeah. Chewbacca squeaks less than... Oh boy. <laughs> uh-huh. Um well, as as faithful listeners know, for the last oh four or five weeks I've been like, Where's my period? Yep. And then when I saw Oh so then last week I was worried because I knew that my doctor was going away. Yeah, we got some inside info in like from three your days for my acupuncturist. acupuncturist. I don't know how your acupuncturist knew that. Because she talks to my doctor once a week. They have a check-in. Really? Yeah. Sounds like some kind of weird racket. No. Okay. Racket? I'm just saying. I don't normally talk to doctors who talk to acupuncturists. Continue. Well, I think my doctor refers a lot of patients to my acupuncturist. Oh. So they check in about the patients because... Uh-huh. They care about their patients. Mm-hmm. He just jumped up full body on the door. Oh, boy. He's going to crack another plane of glass. Can't wait. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so I had that inside info, and Monday rolled around. <laughs> I hadn't gotten my period, and so I emailed Seema, and I was like, oh, my God, he's snouting. Oh, you don't like the microphone? No, mic, he doesn't Bo. want to talk on the microphone, huh? Oh, Bo, are you scared of the microphone? Say hello. Say hello. Say hi. Say hello. Oh, he's like, he wants to attack it. Okay. Bo's having a lot of issues with the microphone. I think right everyone's now. getting bored. Oh, I'm getting bored too. Um, I, I, I think. I think we might. Do we let him out? <laughs> he's he's causing crazy a massive scene right now. Wow, this is weird. He's like he was so quiet all day. Just hung out, couched it up. Yep. You know, went to the park in the morning. Yep. Played a lot at the park. Played a lot at the park. 
Had a good walk in the afternoon. Yep. Just took him out on a walk literally five minutes ago. I think he's just being a brat. Well, I mean, I wish that he wasn't being a squeaky brat because we have a podcast we're recording. I know. I wish that too. <sighs> okay. So anyway. Where were you? Well, I emailed Seema. Uh-huh. And I said, look, I haven't gotten my period. I know Dr. Beck is going away on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Like, what should I do? I, I was worried about missing a cycle. And I, you know, I told her that about my book and just, just that, like, I just felt like if we miss this cycle, then we're, we're not gonna be able to do a cycle till like the summer, Yep. which, you know, fine, not the end of the world, but like, not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, mm, excuse me. She was like, can you come in for a blood test this morning? And we can see where you are in your cycle. Oh, with blood. With blood. What a what a fun test they can run. Yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't know they could do that, mm-hmm. but cool. Um, so I, I was like, yes, I can be in within the hour. Um, and I got in the car. Well, first I walked Bo. And then I got in the car. I've been trying to predict Bo's next move, and couch was my prediction. Was it? Yeah, like get up on the side of the couch. Yeah. Don't look at him. I'm Don't sorry. make eye contact. I can't believe I looked at him. He's going to know I looked at him. Just lay there. Okay. Um, so I went in. Mm-hmm. I did the blood test. Yep. And then she... You went in for a stealth appointment. Well, the real stealth appointment was the next day. Oh, that's true. Um, anyway, long story short, Seema and I played a little bit of phone tag. And then I was at acupuncture when she finally called me back. Mm-hmm. And by the time I called her back, the office closes at 4.30. So I didn't get to talk to her on Monday. But I left a message. Uh, she was like, Dr. Beck wants to see you tomorrow right. or the next day, which Ooh, I was like, wait, I thought she was leaving fun. Wednesday. Okay. But, so I left a message. And mm. then on Tuesday yeah. morning, uh-huh. uh, oh, and Matt was on set all last week. So he was leaving the house at like 6 a.m. Yeah. It was a very early week for So... Me. I was walking to Pilates at 7.50 or something. Oof, I'd already been at work for an hour. Yeah. And they called mm-hmm. and they were like, Dr. Beck is double booked, but she can squeeze you in if you can come in at 10.30. And I was like, great. Um, cool. And, you know, I know it's really important for to Matt that he, you know, he likes to be able to make it to the appointments, but... I knew he had been on set all week mm-hmm. and I was like, Ugh, if I tell him that I have this appointment, he's not going to be able to go. And then he's going to like feel so bad. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'm just going to go and then I'll tell him about it after. That's so true. I went to this appointment and this Valentine's day appointment. Oh yeah. It was on Valentine's day. And I s- texted him and I was like, guess where, guess where I'm leaving or something. And he was like, where and i texted him a picture of the placard in the california fertility partners parking lot Mm -hmm. he was like what so here's the spoiler it's not a spoiler you're telling the end of the story you can't spoil something that never mind continue i'm like at the point in the story where i would reveal this thing (laughs) yes so it's not a spoiler (laughs) okay fair um so i see dr beck and she was like your progesterone was 12.8 or something. I think that's what she said. Okay. 
And she was like, so you ovulated through the Provera. It's so weird. You didn't get your period. And then she goes and looks at my uterus with her, with her, you know, ultrasound dildo wand. Mm -hmm. And she's counting up the follicles and I had a total of 23 follicles. It's more than there has been in, in the last couple of cycles. Which seemed like a lot. Yeah. And then she was like, God, this is so weird. I can't, you didn't get your, really, you didn't get your period. And then I was like, well, I did have spotting, like right after I stopped the Provera. Mm. And she was like, you did? And I was like, yeah. And I emailed Seema to say I have my period, like I have spotting um, and Seema was like, you should wait till you have full flow. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay, this isn't my period. This is just spotting. Right. Turns out it was just a super light period because I hadn't really done a full cycle. Provera makes you get your period. Oh my God. I know. So I had also, it turns out, misunderstood Dr. Beck's original instructions. Uh-huh. So I had thought what she had said was... When you get your period, I'm going to put you on estrogen for two and a half weeks. Uh-huh. What she had actually said was, when you get your period, call, and you'll come in two and a half weeks later after you've ovulated, uh-huh. and then I'm going to put you on estrogen to line up your follicles. Uh-huh. So it turned out... Accidentally. Accidentally. You did exactly what the doctor <laughs> wanted you to. Exactly. So she's like, well, we're right on schedule. What? <laughs> I know. This is like a miracle it was, round. It was a miracle. I, I was sort of annoyed that I'd wasted like three weeks stressed out about not getting my period. But in the grand scheme of things, it really wasn't like a huge deal. Um, so, yeah. So now I'm taking estrogen. I should get my period at the end of the week. Mm. And then we're going to start a cycle. Wow. I know. It's been a real roller coaster. It's a lot of ups and downs. A lot of ups and downs. I cannot wait to start this cycle. You look going to be so so thrilled. So affordable. Yep. <laughs> I can't wait. Here we go yeah, again. It's going to be pretty awesome. Guys, that just means there's more podcast information for you to have every week. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. That's that's a good way to look on the bright side. Yeah. Um, Why do you have glitter on your face? Uh, probably because I was touching this Mickey ornament I've been meaning to, uh, uh, that to has glue broken back in together. three different places. Well, it broke once. I super glued it. Then it broke in a different place. And then I was going to super glue it. And then I didn't. And our dog is now balancing on the edge of the couch, the back of the couch. All four legs are balancing on the edge. Don't look at him. And he is whining. He is whining. Really wants us to look at him. Yep. We're being great parents? I think so. I think he's being a spoiled brat. Mm. Well, squeak a squeak a thon 4,000. <laughs> Here he goes. <laughs> Welcome to our lives, everyone. Oh, boy. We're going to be such great parents. I hope that... If and when we eventually have a child, that he and he or she and Bo aren't like in cahoots and gang up against us. Mm, they might. What if we got a tiny saddle for the child to ride Bo throughout the house? I don't know if Bo like, would enjoy that. Like it was, it was 
like, like a the, mini horse. The child was He Man or and, Shira. Well, well, I guess yeah. Shira has Panthar, so yeah. If it's a girl, then it's Shira, and but will be Panthar. Yeah, or you know, if it's a girl and she wants to be He Man, that's fine too. I can't remember He Man's tiger's name. Uh, me neither. <laughs> what if it was just Tigar and Panthar? <laughs> that would be like how we named our goldfish Fish. Um, did your brother name it Fish? Because he just likes the band Fish. This was pre-Fish. Uh, no, it wasn't. Fish has been around for a long time, honey. Trust me, this was pre-Fish. Mm. Pre-Trey Anastasio? Yeah. I'm looking up He-Man's uh, cat's name. Uh, just, and, uh, and likewise, if we... Oh, so close. What was it? Oh, no, that's just a, that's a villain. Uh, He-Man... Tiger. If we have a he man's tiger's name, Battle Cat. <laughs> oh boy, they're real original. <laughs> I love Battle Cat, guys. How did I not? What was Battle Cat's name when he wasn't Battle Cat? Oh, Kringer. Cool, guys. I've learned so much today, and I'm glad that you all were with us to do that. <laughs> And then Panthar, right? I'm not crazy. That's that's her name. What else would you like to talk about, honey? Um Well, that's kind of all the all the updates. I I I will also update everyone that the the pill box has been going really well. You're very excited about this. I was, and now I've used it for a full week and it has really been rather life-changing. Uh, Shira is the princess of power. I'm, I'm not sure if you knew that, but uh, I, I was aware of that. Let me just take a gander here. Uh, let me see. Shira, what does Shira ride? I'm, I swear to God, it's a panther. But I, I might be, I might be wrong. Bo is really circling right now. Oh, he found his scrap of ball. Oh, good. I'm so happy for him. Anyway, okay. I not, think we not can important. Move on. This is not important. Yeah. Someone's going to email us the correct answer. Yep. That's um, the beauty of this podcast. How How are you feeling? You had a You had a crazy week. Yeah, a long week. Um, it was good. Um, and yeah, back to work tomorrow. It's been a. You know, I was like taking a took sleeping pills in the beginning of the week. I know. At like 8 p.m. Because you had to like recalibrate your sleep. I completely overhaul my sleep. And I think it worked. Yeah. I hope now you can go to bed a little earlier. I know. I hope that too. But we'll see what Bo decides. <laughs> yeah. I think we might have created a monster. We have, I think. He gets everything he wants yep. whenever he wants it. Yep. Anyway. And now that he's not, he's freaking out. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Well, he's really pawing at that door. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm I'm ignoring him. Should we tell him to stop or pet Should correct him? Should I pet him? correct him? With a little... Guys, I don't know if you have pets, but if you do, there's this thing called pet corrector. It's a tiny little air horn that makes a hissing noise that dogs hate. Like hate and Bo, Bo, you don't even have to pump it anymore. You just show it to him, and he like. 
And that's how it had been since the first time and only time that we actually had to hit it. Yeah. Well, the other time was when he decided to attack uh, uh, an opossum. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honey, why don't you grab that while uh, I talk to the audience where's, about Where's the one out here? I don't know. There's one in my bed in our bedroom. Why don't you get the one in the bedroom? Guys, if you have a dog and you want a speedy way for the dog to know that it's doing something wrong, this pet corrector air horn thing, I'm a jiggy, it's great. It's non, uh, you know, it, I don't understand why they hate it so much. It's just a hissing sound. It's crazy that dogs hate this sound so much. Maybe they think it's a giant cobra. I don't know. <sighs> Dory has returned. Bo is staring at the pet corrector and is quiet right now. He saw me pick it up and then he looked at me like, what? Oh, oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Now he picks up his toy. Bo, you're allowed to pick up your toy. You can do that. That's a cool thing for you to do. Anyway, honey. Yes. I think we should just dive into some emails. Yeah, I think so too. Or po- voicemail. We have a pile up of things, guys. So we're going to get to some of it today. We do. Think about possibly maybe doing a bonus episode where we go through even more of it. Um, I'm going to play a voicemail that is relevant to last week's Panther. Uh, no, not relevant to Panther, but okay. relevant to last week's episode. You ready? Yeah, sure. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Kelly from Michigan. Um, I'm calling because the whole Brad Paisley, Kimberly Paisley thing is really cuckoo bananas. Because (laughs) the woman that he dated before he met her, their first date was to see uh, Father of the Bride. And um, the first one or the second one? Then he went on tour and became famous and came back and, uh, you know, broken up with the girl or the girlfriend broke up with him and he wasn't sure if he should get back with her and um decided um uh, that he would just go and and see that was when father of the bride part two came out and so he was just going to what? he sent her i believe he sent her an invitation um for a screen ticket and um said you know if you still love me meet me here um and she didn't show up, but Kimberly Paisley did, and they wound up falling in love and getting married, all because he went to see this movie. So it really is cuckoo bananas. Um, love the podcast. Hope everything is continuing to go so much not detail. poorly. Um, and I really appreciate it. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you for that. Thank you for that information. That was good information. Bo. Oh, Bo, you're getting mommed. Right now. Um, we heard from several listeners about Kimberly Paisley. Kimberly Paisley apparently is a popular uh, story. Very. <laughs> Bo decided to unplug Dory's headphones. Bo is a little brat today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. 
Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, if you want to see what Bo looks like, you can check him out on Instagram. If you go to, if you go to Stop. at Matt Myra, Stop M-A-T-T-M-I-R-A, you'll see plenty of pictures of this Bo character that you're hearing. Um, and then you can follow Bo on his own Instagram, which is Beauregard Bosch. Correct. Um, yeah, we heard from a lot of people about Brad and Kimberly Paisley. So, Well, Brad and Kim, if you guys want to come on the podcast, let's do it. Okay. It sounds fun. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he just went to the couch and laid down. He laid down on his spot where he normally sleeps during the day all because we showed him the pet corrector yeah which just goes to show that he was being a huge brat and yep. just wanted attention yep and we need to spoil him not as much i know it's so hard though i know he's so cute i love him so much i know but he's my favorite dog he's we're ruining him well are you ruined no he's sleeping he's he's pouting now Fine, but we need to stop spoiling him. All right. 
Um, Beauregard Bosch, Myra Paisley. Calm down. Uh, I'm going to play another voicemail now. Okay. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Edwin from the contest winner, Edwin. Oh, nice. And Lauren. Whoa. Lauren. My wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, oh, they're winners. through listening to Gilmore Guys and just wanted to say hi. Crazy. Uh, also, thanks for sending the books over. I ended up reading Startup in a couple of days and just tore through the second sitting. I really enjoyed it. So uh, I'll probably leave you an Amazon review at some point. Thank you. Oh. This is us plugging Startup, a novel by Doria Shafrir. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Uh, hope you guys have good luck with whatever you're trying now. Uh, looking forward to the episode tomorrow. And a question for you all. We are younger than you and uh, newlyweds. Don't have we to got married it. in September. Um, but, uh, listening to this podcast, just because we like you guys, um, and fighting off the baby crazy, um, how do you decide when is a good time to have a baby? Oh. Thanks. <laughs> Awkward question. <laughs> my wife. This is oh, Edwin. Oh, sorry. My wife. <laughs> um, they were so funny. They were great. Um, and look, we, we got a, how do you decide? We got a, a real, we got a real person endorsement of start up a novel by Dory. Yeah, a real person that didn't have to buy the book, got it in a contest and is telling you and read it in two days. Read it. Yeah. So, and he doesn't, what seem, more do you need? He doesn't seem to have read the book that you sent him. I yet. sent him cause what did I send him? Cause you know, I live in that die. I thought you sent him Live and Let Die. Then I sent him Live and Let Die. I, Listen, I sent him a copy. I, I sent him a James Bond novel off of our bookshelf. I signed it. I thought it. that was a great, a really nice thing for you to do. And, uh, you know, I have, I have multiple copies of it. So I said, here you go, Edwin. Enjoy it. I hadn't read that that copy. It was an unread copy. Oh. So let me know how you enjoy Live and Let Die. It's very different than Startup. <laughs> um... I don't know. Do you do you have a do you have thoughts on his question? Have, on her question? Uh, no. I mean, in an ideal world, honestly, would I be having a child right now? No. But I, I am not the only one involved in this this decision. I want a child. I, I'd like to wait a little bit, but the father time says, "Guys, let's get this going." Yeah. Sorry, you married an old lady. I listen. I'm delighted I married an old lady. It's oh, you. Thank you. Um, like I'd like, I'd like another like two years well, of fucking party and hard. Yeah, because that's what we do. That's what we fucking do, guys. You know, I actually I was thinking about this though because we did start trying before our wedding. Yeah. And if we had gotten pregnant, then you know we we would have like. A one, almost a one-year-old. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, we've bought ourselves, we have bought ourselves some time without kids. Yes, but, you know, usually you buy, I wish that it wasn't so expensive to be expensive buying us. Expensive and stressful. To be buying I know, it's us not time. like It's not like this is time that we're, like, enjoying yeah. so much yeah. without kids. No, I do, I do. I would love a child. I would also love to have uh money and a stable job <laughs> these are all the things i would love in life um 
Oh, and also not constantly be worrying that I'm going to wake up and the world will be over. Oh, yeah, that too. That's like a whole... It's a stressful time. whole other cloud hanging over everyone's lives yeah. right now. Um, yeah. I don't know. You know, you hear people be like, there's no good time. I don't know that that's like 100% true. I yeah. There are some times that are better, better than others. I, I don't... You guys said... You said... All you said was that you're younger than us. I don't know how, yeah, how you'll old know. you are. Um, but I would say take some time and just sort of live your life, live your lives, enjoy being married, fucking party guys, uh, have some fun and go to Vegas a lot. They live in Minnesota. All right. Then go to a, like a, like a riverboat casino. Okay. Um, I'll allow that. Or a lake boat. I mean, 10,000 lakes there. I'm sure one of them has a casino in it. It's true. Or maybe some Indian reservations or something. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I think, I feel like if you, you'll, you'll, you'll know. You'll know when your wife wants to have a baby. <laughs> um, oh yeah. So we can, we can go to some, some emails now. Okay. Um, you're, you're orchestrating this, this quickly before we ball. get to the actual emails. Uh, I did, someone did ask about, they want to start tracking their cycle and their fertility. They haven't tried that yet. And they asked if I had any recommendations for an app. Mm. And I was using glow, um, to track, uh, my period and ovulation before we embarked on this IVF journey. And then when you really want to pinpoint when you're ovulating, you can buy ovulation test kits and pee on a stick and get a little smiley face. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so I, I would do that. Um, how much, how much is glow glow is free, free app guys. Get it. If you want to track your ovulations. Yeah. Um, so I am going to start with this email from Elizabeth. Way to stretch it out. Hi, Dory and Matt. My name is Elizabeth. I'm 27, live in southern Georgia with my husband and three dogs. We've been trying to conceive for over five years now. We've only recently been introduced to the world of IVF. I was diagnosed with an ovarian cyst, endometriosis, and PCOS in September and had to have my right ovary and tube removed because of that cyst. My other tube is non-functioning, and my doctor told me it would be very unlikely for us to get pregnant the old-fashioned way. Needless to say, I was completely freaked out and immediately sought out help from a reproductive specialist. He recommended we start IVF ASAP. We actually had our first egg retrieval in January. We have two PGS tested normal embryos from that cycle and are getting ready for our first transfer at the beginning of March. That's great. 27. Well, I mean, listen, she went, her uterus went through quite a bit. That's true. Yeah. Two normal PGS tested embryos. That's awesome. Um, I've been listening to your podcast for a few weeks now and love you both. It's so nice to hear your story and be able to relate. You also both seem so real and honest with your thoughts and emotions. It makes me feel like my emotions are justified and I'm not completely crazy. Uh, it has also helped me get a little glimpse of my husband's perspective. Thank you so much for putting yourselves out there and starting an open communication about infertility. You're very welcome. Anyways, I finally decided to send you an email because I just finished listening to episode 15 where you talked about ordering from overseas pharmacies. Mm-hmm. I had a wonderful experience with my overseas medication order. I would definitely recommend it. I ordered from IVFpharmacy.com, which I believe is based in Israel. I feel like that was the one that someone asked us about. I don't remember someone asking us about that. 
or maybe it was in the Facebook group someone was asking. Okay. Um, anyway, we chose this site in particular because you were allowed to pay, pay with a credit card versus a debit card. And I felt a little more protected financially. We always use credit cards when ordering online. I think that's a good policy. Yeah. Um, ordering overseas saved us three to $5,000. I couldn't believe how much cheaper it was. Our medication arrived in about a week and a half. It came through USPS by a special courier who called to make sure we were home before coming. We ordered our meds about a month in advance to make sure we had plenty of time for them to get here. That being said, I did have a conversation with my doctor's office before ordering, and they actually switched one of my medications because when you order overseas, you can't order anything that requires refrigeration. I had to use Ganarelix instead of Cetrodide. It made no difference in my treatment. They said the two meds were interchangeable. I also used a medication called Gonal-F, which is supposed to be refrigerated to increase the shelf life. Once taken out of refrigeration, it had to be used within three months, which was no problem at all. I ended up purchasing a few extra vials of Menopure and also my trigger shot from my doctor's office because, as we all know, things are constantly changing during a STEM cycle. You should seriously considering or consider ordering your meds this way. I'm so glad I did. Still have a few episodes left Something to catch Something to consider. But I wish you lots of luck with whatever stage you're at now. Give Bo a hug. I'm sure he's been such a comfort through all this, just like my dogs have been for me. Well, he has been, except when he's being like he was earlier. Except in the last hour. But right now he's being a perfect angel sleeping on the couch. Thanks again, Elizabeth. Um, Would you order drugs online from an Israeli pharmacy? Yeah, I think, but... Why haven't you? uh, Well, first of all, because... My last two cycles, they didn't give me my medication in advance. They just kind of gave it to me as I went. So that was one thing. True. Um, this cycle, I actually, I have to call. I keep forgetting to call MDR. Um, I have to call them tomorrow and like double check on my insurance because my insurance said that they cover the meds. So I got. We'll see if this insurance is really worth twice the money every month. Yep. Well, it's already worth it for the for therapy, as as discussed. Mm -hmm. Um. But uh, so you're saying you would think about ordering online? I don't. You didn't really answer. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah. If I mean, now it's a little too late for this cycle if insurance doesn't cover. But I. I now have more knowledge about how to um, get like coupons and I also could call Costco. Apparently Costco does these meds. What? Which I never knew. Oh my God. I know. So there's a Costco specialty pharmacy. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Costco, you can literally buy anything at Costco. Yeah. My car. You can buy a car. You could buy a fucking house. Like you can buy everything from costco you can buy a house i'm sure in the places you could buy a track home from costco uh, i was gonna say i feel like they always have like displays of like new windows yep you could certainly build a house with things yeah, you, you could buy build, from you costco could. although i don't think they have lumber oh yeah good point um but otherwise you get you get a boat you get a car you can get a vacation you can get glasses you can get glasses you can apparently get gana relics yeah <laughs> everything you need Costco, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, please reach out. You can email us at mattanddory at gmail.com or doryandmatt at gmail.com. Uh, yes. Um, we are loyal shoppers. Um, so this is from Jane. 
She says, love the podcast. My husband and I have been trying to have a child for a year. We have no problem getting pregnant, but I can't seem to bring the child to term. I've had three, possibly four miscarriages in a 12 month period. Interesting. So now the question is whether to do IVF as a sort of solution for recurring miscarriages or just keep trying to conceive naturally. What do you think? Would you choose to keep trying and risk having yet another miscarriage or go for the annoyance, et cetera, of IVF, which of course can also result in a miscarriage. I would certainly have someone take a look and see what's doing down there. I would strongly agree with that. I would go to a reproductive specialist yep. and I would have them, uh, take a look around Yep. and you, you want to make sure that your runway is normal, clear of any debris. Yeah. You want to make sure that everything in there is GTG, which is good to go. Um, the other thing, I you, you don't say whether you know the cause of these miscarriages. Um, sometimes they don't they can't they don't know what the cause is, but sometimes it's something that could be prevented with IVF if you know if if you if you're creating embryos that are not chromosomally normal. That's true. You're going to have, I mean, I think you just, you need someone to take a look. I, I believe, and a doctor would confirm this, but I believe that, uh, stand, like kind of standard practice is if you have three miscarriages that you should see a reproductive specialist. Mm. Um, that's kind of like a threshold for like, Oh, something might be a little wrong in there, mm-hmm. but we should just take a look. Still using that voice. Who, me? Mm-hmm. What voice? The, oh, something's wrong. And then you went, oh, we should really just take a look. So it was like a character. It was that, was that your reproductive doctor character? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But you know what? That is inspiring me to read this email. Oh, she's jumping back and forth on these emails, guys. I don't know what's going on. Hi, Dorian Matt. I live in Australia and I'm one of those listeners who has no intention of having kids, but I'm enjoying listening to two people talk. I've thoroughly binge listened through all of the Excellent Adventure podcasts on my commute to work and found it to be pretty dosh, gosh darn good. <laughs> I noticed Matt uses the expression, oh boy, quite a lot. I do. Especially in the earlier episodes. And now in the newer episodes, I've heard Dory also say, oh boy. Welcome. <laughs> For some reason, I started saying it too. And then I was caught at work. My boss called me out saying no one says, oh boy, anymore. (laughs) No one says, oh boy, anymore. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. That it's an old timey saying. It sure is. Heavens to Betsy. It is. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Murgatroyd. Oh, I guess that's some reference that I don't know. Uh. So uh, that is the in Looney Tunes. Uh, no, it's Hanna Barbera, the cat, the pink cat. There. Hmm. Heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Exit stage left, stage right, even. And Are then you're using goes. that voice again. No, that's his voice. That's, no. that's my impression of. Or oh my stars. Mm, mm-hmm. My question is: Are you aware that your vernacular choices are affecting people's lives around the globe? <laughs> And who started saying, oh boy, to get you to pick it up? Give my love to Bo. Keep up the podcast. That's a great question. Who started saying, oh boy, that I picked it up? Oh boy. Oh, I know exactly the answer you to this. Do? Yes, I do. A hundred percent. Who? S- fucking Scott Bakula in Quantum Leap. 
Sam Beckett when he leaps into a body and he looks in the mirror and he sees all of a sudden he's a he's an Asian woman. He goes, oh boy, that's Sam, that's totally Sam Beckett. So it is an old timey saying. I mean, it's not old time. It's not Sam. I'm not saying it's Samuel Beckett, Mark Twain. No, I I get that, but oh. Quantum Leap was not is. Is, is you're saying 1989 is yes, old timing? No, but uh, yeah. I, so, okay, so in the Goldberg's writers' room, sometimes we reference Quantum Leap. Um, I mean, it's a show of the 80s, but also like a lot of us liked it quite a bit, and just whenever, also whenever anyone says "oh boy," we assume that they are no longer the person we were talking to. That Sam Beckett has leaped into them, so. <laughs> Oh boy, that is that is where I think that's where I've been picking that up from lately. Do you think you've been saying it since 1989? Did you start saying it when you were six? No, I don't know. But there's a that's a, that's exactly where that's come from. That is, I think, weird. Well, now you say it, so and now now our Australian listener says it. I know. God. Okay. I'm going to play a voicemail. Okay, let's hear it. You ready? I think so. Great. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Ashley. I'm calling from Virginia. Um, I really liked how, Dory, you talked to your um, company and got them to offer IVF coverage and all of that. Um, I think that was a great idea, and I actually did the same um, since listening to your podcast. What? We've been trying for a while as well, and it's not really working out, and it's probable that we will have to go down the same route. Um, so, you know, my company doesn't offer that coverage. Otherwise, they're great benefits. So I, you know, I sent an email and was like, hey, you guys should cover this. And um, awesome. I think they're going to. So it's yeah. pretty exciting stuff. Um, unfortunately, I have to wait till next January, but it is what it is. And in the meantime, you know, maybe it'll help out somebody else if, if I get pregnant before that becomes an issue. But anyway, um, I just wanted to thank you guys for giving me that idea. And hopefully um, some other people got to do the same thing and we'll get some better coverage out there. So anyway, that's awesome stuff. And just wanted to let you know, um, I hope you get your period soon and you can start your next round. Yay. Okay. Thanks uh, for your podcast. I really enjoy listening to it. Uh, Bye. Well, thank you. That's great. That is so cool. Honey, you are just browbeating the world into covering. Uh, if this is my legacy, I will accept it. It's, I mean, it's awesome that she thought to do that. It's so cool. Like, the, 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 the worst that they can say is no. And then you're like, all right. But it's not like even, I don't know, it doesn't do anything. It's not on the company. Like No, it's it, like, it is because it can raise their premiums because it's expensive. The company's premiums. Mm-hmm. But don't they pass on a lot of that to you? They do. But it's like, it's like if you work at, if you work at a company and, and like three people in a year, let's say, like, get cancer or something like something that's really expensive mm-hmm. then then their health insurance premiums go up and if nothing if, if the you, companies yes boy we have really figured out a system here guys that is fucked america congratulations what the fuck are you doing 
Um, yeah. So, so that any is... of our international listeners from various places that have told the said hello to us in the past, I just would like you to know that the thoughts and views expressed by some people in this country do not reflect those of this podcast. Some of those people may be orange in color. Thank you, honey. You're very welcome. Um, Although I assume people listening to this podcast, you know, they know. I just think it's really cool that she did that. Cool. Yeah. Um, We're going to listen to one more voicemail. All right. Okay. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, so it's Mariah again, trying this voicemail thing again, and hopefully I won't sound quite as awkward this time. I actually also want to take y'all up on your advice offer. I'll try not to make this too long, but I'm about to start school to be an esthetician in February with a concentration in makeup artistry. Mm. I really enjoy playing around with people's faces, whether it be skincare or applying makeup. I'm just not sure what direction to take with this career, though. I don't particularly want to work in a dermatologist's office mm. or a salon doing facials, which seems to be what most of my classmates are aiming for. I kind of want to either move to another Ulta store in a bigger city and acquire a higher position than I have at the Ulta I currently work at in a much smaller town, um, or become a representative for a makeup brand and get to travel to different makeup stores doing my thing. Mm. But neither of those options necessarily require a license. I, I just kind of want to be my own boss when it comes to my makeup thing. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, do weddings or team up with a photographer or uh, something. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. So uh, my question is, y'all live in L.A. I'm sure you know uh, some makeup artists. Matt works on a TV show. I mm-hmm. don't know if writers interact with makeup artists, but I'm just at a loss right now for how to get my start, how to put myself out there, uh, how to essentially just not waste this license that I'm going to work so hard to get. So um, if y'all have any advice on that, um, I'm not sure if you have any um, any experience with makeup artists but uh, I would appreciate anything that you've got to say. Um, all right. So thank you, guys. I'm really enjoying the podcast. Uh, hope to hear this on the air. Or maybe I don't because I'm really awkward. Right, You're not that awkward. She had left a previous voicemail and then emailed to say, like, don't play that Don't play it. It's too awkward? Yeah. <laughs> so this is her second. Uh so to answer your question, uh, I do, and, and I have many times. I've interacted with a lot of makeup people. Um, I've 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 had at G four. I had makeup people, um, and on the BBC America show, the Nerdist, I had makeup people, and on Sidekick with Matt Myra, I had makeup people, and 
throughout most of that, uh, my makeup artist was Emily Hache, who has an Instagram, uh, Emily Hache Beauty, uh, Emily, E-M-I-L-Y, H-A-C-H-E, Beauty, spelled normally. Um, and she's who I thought of as soon as this girl started talking. Um, Emily works for herself now. She used to work at G4 as the makeup person. She works for herself now. So she has people who fill in for her when she's not able to make it. And uh, she's been doing great. Uh, she does fantastic work. You can see it all uh, on on that Instagram feed. And, you know, I think if you want to be... It sounds like what you want to be doing is out here. Um, you know, getting involved with people that maybe are doing independent videos or music videos or, you know, photo shoots, like you said, with photographers. There's a fuck ton of photographers out here. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot we have. We have also um, many stores you can work at while you're finishing school. Yeah. In fact, there's an Ulta mere blocks from our house. There is? Yeah. It's in the same thing as the Target. Wow. Yeah. It's oh, a, it's a that's the thing up, to, up top. Of, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. My advice to you is come on out. And then you start to meet people and yeah. I was talk to say, people. There's also like Blushington out here, which is like a dry bar for makeup uh, where you, you can just like go and get your makeup done. And there's a lot of makeup artists work there. There's also department stores. I mean, I think just anywhere you work, you're going to you're going to meet people. Yeah. And I think you should poke around and follow people on the follow makeup artists on Instagram. You'll you'll, you know, get to know the scene and, and, and these people and figure out if if what they're doing out here is what you want to be doing out here so that's my advice to you my advice to you is always my how does my advice always end up being move here yeah. well because a lot of people have are, are kind of, i feel like are kind of looking for you to tell them to move here i'm telling you to move here or to new york There's a lot of people in new york yeah a lot of different photographers a lot of a lot of stuff to you do. can work work for birchbox they're great yeah i see them on tv all the time yeah only really on cnbc when yeah. are you watching CNBC? The Prophet? Oh, yeah. Billionaire Buyer? Forgot about Shark that. Shark Tank? When am I not watching CNBC? CNBC, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, please email <laughs> us at mattanddory at gmail.com or dorianmatt at gmail.com. I also enjoy American Greed. It's another fine program. Undercover Boss reruns. When am I not watching CNBC? Wow, you love CNBC. Serious, seriously, though. When um, am I not watching CNBC? We, the next email is like... About CNBC? It's not about CNBC, but it's semi-related. Go ahead. It's from Marie. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm currently a non-baby maker and not looking at being a baby maker for years to come. However, I, al- I already know that due to health conditions, baby making will re- also require science for me. So I love the podcast and listen every week. Before this podcast, I was a big fan of Matt, and now I'm an equally big fan of Dory. Oh, thank you. You should be a bigger fan. She's better than me at things. Uh, I have a non-baby question for you, Matt. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the new episodes of America's Test Kitchen without Chris Kimball? What are your thoughts? Literally was watching one this morning. The only word I can use to describe it is gah. Gah. Keep up the good work, and I can't wait to read your Startup a Novel, which I pre-ordered on Amazon. Thank you. By the way, everyone, you can still pre-order Startup a Novel by Dory Shafrir. Edwin says it's good. Yeah. Um... America's Test Kitchen. 
Let me talk about America's Test Kitchen for a second. You only need a second. To the talk best. About it? It's the best cooking show that's ever been invented by humans. Uh, you think it's better than Great British Bake Off? Okay, that's different. That's a baking competition show. That's a cooking competition show. This is. I'm talking about. This is instructional cooking. Okay. With recipes. All right. That is. That is. Like a Rachel Ray. That of. is the. That's what you're. Yeah, saying. like a 30 okay. minute meal or a. Got it. Or a Ina Gartner. Okay. Chilling out in the Hamptons. I don't understand that life of Ina Gartner. Ina Garten is her name. What, what what do I call her? Gardner? Yes. Gartner. Gartner? She's super cool. Listen, she's living the life. She is. I, what I don't understand is how she got that life. How can I have it? Oh. You know, America's Test Kitchen uh, interviewed her. She used to own a store in the Hamptons, a little uh, corner. Anyway, it's fascinating. Go look it up. It's no, ATK I know. Radio. I've read, I've read profiles of her, and she... First of all, she has a very happy marriage. Of course she does. Jeffrey loves her. Jeffrey is always out trying to surprise her with some dessert. He loves a Zoftig woman. Uh-huh. I, I just I really just like their whole thing. They're, they they have a thing that I, I I wish I could have. Do you want me to become Ina Garten? No, I think I just want piles of money in a house in the Hamptons and a oh. day where I'm just like I'm going to surprise Dory with dessert. She's cooking at home. I'm going to go get dessert. And then oh, we'll have dinner fun. parties. Anyway, back oh, to America's you know, Test Speaking Kitchen. of that, I was looking in my uh, Instant Pot community Facebook group. Sure. And a big thing. Instant Pot, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, email us at dorianmatt okay. at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. Um, a thing that a lot of people were posting is the cheesecakes. Yeah. That they were making in the Instant Pot. Uh-huh. And also the um, molten lava cakes that they were making in the Instant Pot. Okay. And I was like, oh, those look good. All right. That's it. That's the whole story. Do they have a recipe? Guys, we're doing a little bit of digressing right now before we get back to America's Test Kitchen and then eventually back to what this podcast is about, which is IVF and babies. Do they have a recipe? Because I watch that pressure cooker commercial all yep. the time, that mm-hmm. infomercial. Yep. Do they have a recipe where you pour dry pasta into it, then you pour sauce and frozen meatballs on there, and then dump it, cover it in cheese, and then close it, and then it cooks pasta? I'm pretty sure my friend Kate made that the other night. I don't understand how it's supposed to work. And she said it was a big hit. What? <laughs> yeah. Her kids loved it. Kate. You can write it to the podcast <laughs> and let me know. She made like enchilada spaghetti or something. That's not what I'm talking about. But it was the same idea. Okay, but I just don't. I forget what it was. One time, John and I, my one of my best friends, John McDonough, and I, we we I forget what product we bought. We bought some bullshit Did you pot. Buy the, the new wave oven. No, it was something. We bought some stupid infomercial thing. You own thing. a new wave oven. Email us. Is that a real thing? You, you're curious about the new wave I oven? I am fascinated by the new wave it oven. It uses convection and I know. regular fact, heat. Someone in the Instant Pot community Facebook group the other day posted that they, they were like, I have an Instant Pot, a new wave oven. Like They listed like every gadget that you can buy on an infomercial. <laughs> It was very interesting. I, they have a copper pot? I forget, but I was just, the new wave oven really just stuck, anyway, stuck out to me. Anyway, we tried this pasta method in some other device, and I don't remember what it was, but it came out horrible. Just like the pasta was still hard. 
the sauce had burned. It was bad. It was bad news bears. So that sounds bad. I'm wondering if the Instapot community has done this and how it tasted. So I'm going to have to talk to Kate about that. I'll, I'll do some research for you. Back Jay. to America's Test Kitchen. Yes. I think it's the best instructional cooking show ever made. Christopher Kimball was the face of that company and of that brand. And their cookbooks are second to none. I find all their recipes to be the best of those recipes. Their Guinness beef stew will knock your socks off, guys. It's delicious. They're blueberry muffins from scratch. I've made them. They're great. Everything's great. That being Wait, said... Wait, I thought those blueberry muffins like didn't cook fully or something. Well, that was on me. I fucked up the recipe. Oh. Okay. Don't blame them. Okay. You know, when you're baking, you have to do it in the order it says. Oh, yeah. You have a problem with that. I do. I have a real problem with that. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, watching this new version of it without Christopher Kimball, it feels like... it. Just, it feels weird. But... I'm happy that it's Bridget. I really like Bridget. I'm a big Bridget Lancaster fan. Um, Bridget, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast. Bridget, if you want to sponsor the podcast, email us. Bridget, if you need me to go host American ATK Radio, I'd be glad to do it for you. ATK Radio, which which hasn't produced a new episode since December. Well, I think that Chris Kimball took it with him. That is not okay. Yeah. Chris Kimball has left and started a new venture that, that I won't even name because I want America's Test Kitchen to that was sponsor the, us. That was like the one podcast that Matt and I both love and would listen to on our way to Vegas, and now we can't listen to it because it doesn't is exist true. anymore. It does not exist anymore. Um, so and I'm a, very upset about it. If you're out there, ATK Radio, and you want to make more episodes, please do. Yeah. I don't think they're out there anymore. Damn it. Um, we got an email from Cassie. That is a compliment to you. So I'm going to read it. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. My name is Cassie. I really enjoy your podcast. My husband and I have have one daughter who is six and was conceived spontaneously. I was listening to the latest episode today, and I appreciated Matt's marriage advice to the newlywed couple that wrote in. As a psychotherapist, I tell my clients to think before they speak to their partner all the time. Thank you so much for sharing your story and being such an honest and funny couple, Cassie. And then she has a quote from Ani DeFranco. I love it. Let's hear it. I love my country, by which I mean I am indebted joyfully to all people throughout its history who have fought to make it right. Word. Yeah. Thanks, Ani DeFranco. Thanks, Cassie. Uh, I knew you could be a psychotherapist. Yeah. You know, I was talking about that. You actually would be a good psychotherapist. I would. It's crazy. I just am so good at people. Um, You hate people, but you're good at them. I know. It's a bizarre thing. I was talking about it uh, at work um, last week. I was talking about, I forget who, I was talking to somebody about a fight with their wife or husband i literally don't remember who i was talking to and i was like well you know it's interesting here's what i do with my wife and then i ran it went into it and what was their response that's like it was more of like a wow that's crazy that you do that (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy that you're mature and thoughtful well i'm not mature i am thoughtful sometimes yeah other times i'm not either of those things yeah you try, though. I do. Um, let's listen to another voicemail. Sure. Hey, guys. It's 
Scott, the East Coast Canadian, mute again. Um, just um, a couple question, comment, uh, mention. Um, I noticed that audio in the podcast seems exceptionally low. I don't know okay. how you're making. No, you can play that. I want to know. What, 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 Actually, what, I didn't mean to play that. Which one. episode was that he he was talking about? It was it was the one with uh with with Hannah and Amy. Oh well, I'm glad to talk about it. No, we've already talked about it, and in fact, I did not mean to play that. Well, Scott from East Coast of Canada, I appreciate because your email. Then, it was it, it was a, a whole ordeal uh, that episode. He left us this voicemail, and then he either left us another voicemail or an email where he was like, "I'm so sorry, I left you that voicemail. I just listened to the next episode where you apologize for the audio in the previous episode." <laughs> so I I don't did I I talked about that on yeah, the podcast. We well, about it really bothered me, guys. Yeah. I hate to put out a bad sounding podcast. Uh, sorry, everyone. Did not mean. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I think this one's going to be low too. You do? Yeah. Why? Because I'm looking at our levels right now, and they're not super high. Oh no. Yeah. Whatever. Well, let's listen to this voicemail. I'll, I'll try to get it up in post, guys. Okay. Hi, Matt and Dory. My name is Michael. I'm 24, and I've been a fan of Matt's since I was like 18 or 19. Um, it's fucking so crazy. For, for quite a while now, uh, the first couple years of having an iPhone, my podcast app was specifically a Nerdist podcast app, and so I've I've definitely spent a lot of time with Matt, and I've been loving the uh, the Next Generation podcast. Thank um, you. And and everything you do, absolutely love it. And Dory, I just got paid, so I'm getting ready to pre-order your book. Oh, Very excited nice. to read it. Thank um, you. I just love you guys. You seem really sweet, and, and this podcast has been so wonderful. So my first question is, would you like to be friends? Yeah. Uh, I feel like you guys would be would be great friends. I'm in Ohio, so hanging out could prove problematic. Sure. But you guys just seem seem really wonderful and amazing. So that's my first question. All right. Um, we'll be but friends. For my second question, I am someone who is kind of outside of this world and just listening in as an outsider. I am actually just a single dude, so I'm a couple steps away from from thinking about having a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that kind of drives my second question, which is, and I apologize if this has been asked before, but when did you guys feel ready to be parents? Um, and I was just kind of wondering how that's changed since. You were single to getting together to through the the IVF treatment and if if that's changed or if not, um, and what made you feel ready to be parents? And I suspect no one ever feels truly ready, but yeah, I was just wondering how how your feelings with being a mother and a father have changed throughout this process and and throughout your your aging and kind of getting older and and if and if it's shame. Wow, right. way um, to rub it in, Michael. Because I feel like you're in a unique position going through IVF. You kind of have more time to process the reality of a parent. So I think mm. I think your perspective is particularly interesting and valuable, especially uh, as a single guy who's gonna be down there at that road sometime. Um, I think it would be it would be cool to hear. So uh, thank you both. I love you guys. Again, I'm a huge fan of this podcast, even though I have nothing to do with IVF or even well, having a kid of course at, you're a fan. at the moment. We're friends now. But um, I wish you guys the best of luck as a couple and as individuals and as, fingers crossed, soon-to-be parents. Um, thank you both so much. You know, i got to tell you, um, the, we sort of talked about this a little bit earlier about whether or not, uh, how do we know we're ready for be parents? 
I am not looking forward to the lack of sleep that a child brings. Um, that's the thing I'm most dreading. Other than that, I feel like I'll be a very good father, and I will not raise a dumb dumb. Um, I'm also concerned about the lack of sleep. Yeah, I took a two hour nap today. You did because you know you only got ten hours of sleep last no, night. No, I actually didn't get ten hours of sleep last night. I went to bed at like midnight, and I woke up at like seven fifteen. Mm, that's what time I woke up. Yeah. I took Bo out in the morning. I know, and then I took him to the park. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I didn't get as much sleep as I normally do. Well, I, yeah. Do you have an answer for him? Because I think, honestly, I don't know. I don't I don't know if you're ever ready to be your parent. I just feel like I have many thoughts about this. Go on. I have one thought is that, uh, you know, whenever this happens, yeah. Uh, it will be fine. I'll be ready. I mean, I feel like doing IVF has like, I don't know that it's necessarily like helped us prepare, but I think it's helped us like work some stuff out. I think if we can get a combination, like a human child that is becomes a combination of you and I, it'll be a pretty good person. Like I have some traits I'd like to eliminate from a child. Like I'd be like, all right, don't, don't eat your feelings little child that's one thing i'd like to be like "Eh." and then you know you 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 were much uh more studious than i was Mm. but at the same time i'd also like our kid to have seen an episode of the simpsons i've seen the simpsons sure i've i used to watch the simpsons all the time Uh i had a poster of bart simpson what star trek okay not star trek quantum leap nope but The Simpsons. Knight Rider? Yes. I used to watch The Simpsons all the time. Knight Rider? No. What's your favorite? I'm, I'm gonna, I hate to call you out on this. What's your favorite episode of The Simpsons? The one where they go to New York and they see the World Trade Center. What episode is that? What season and number? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what season What's your favorite? Ep- what is your favorite joke in that episode? <sighs> You're being a real. I'm just being a person who enjoys right the Simpsons, now. and I'm calling you out on your no. Your your I'm going to air quote it. Love of the Simpsons. Okay, you know what? You're being one of those guys right now. I'm being comic book guy. Yeah, you are. Stop <laughs> being comic book guy. I'm just trying. Our to child say, will not be comic book guy. <laughs> our child will be a more fit, athletic version of a comic book guy. Hmm. Also, the best episode of The Simpsons is You Only Move Twice. Okay. With Hank Scorpio of the Bellbacks Corporation. I also like the one where they're trying to baby-proof their house. (laughs) Do you remember that one? No. And they go to see... um, And then, then, like, I think Homer starts selling uh, baby-proofing. Anyway. Anyway, that's pretty... What a fun digression. Wow cool i hope so our... i think a combination of us <laughs> would be great i'm just sorry to call you out on your simpsons are you sorry yes because you were offended by it well you know it just it just like reminded me of those guys who are like i've watched every episode of blah 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 or like honey you married one of those guys i know but you don't have to rub it in my face what's your favorite episode of cheers oh my god everyone here we go what is your favorite episode of cheers I haven't watched every episode of Cheers. 
I watched a lot of Cheers, mm. but I haven't watched every episode. Mm. We we were watching. There was one we were watching the other day that I did really enjoy when um, Diane has a new boyfriend who wants to take her away for the weekend. And oh, is it Cape Cad? Maybe that's the name of the episode. I, I think. don't know. And Ted dancing gets like super jealous, but he can't like admit it. Right. Yeah. I like that one. It's, you just described fourteen plots of the early years of Cheers. Yeah. I got a lot of mileage out of Sam and Diane. Um, I'm gonna. I think we we have time for like one more email, right? Sure. Email. Read it up. Um. Okay. So here we go. Um. This is. From, sorry, this is from Andy. Hi, Matt and Dory. In October, I moved down from Scotland to start work at a company in London that provides patients with packaged deals of IVF treatment. <laughs> Since then, I've mainly been learning about the IVF process and costs associated with it, but a few weeks ago, I was fortunate enough to visit one of our partnered clinics. I saw firsthand some egg collections, transfers, and ICSI. That's, That's us. Cool which really helped place my newly acquired knowledge into its physical setting. On my commute back from the clinic, I happened to be listening to the Nerdist Hostful from last year, and Chris mentioned your podcast, and I immediately switched over to start my excellent adventure with you both. Having spent the past couple of months getting to grips with the business and science of the process and having just witnessed the practical side, I greatly enjoyed rounding this all off by hearing your thoughts and frank discussions as patients undergoing IVF. It has given me an invaluable insight into what the patients I speak to on a daily basis will or may be going through and has enabled me to become better at my job. My question is this. With healthcare in the U.S. and U.K. differing so greatly, I was wondering what treatment your $20,000 package at CFP entitles you to. Uh Our company offers a refund program where patients can get 50 to 100% back if they unfortunately don't have a baby during the two to three cycles of their treatment package. Do clinics in the U.S. also offer such a thing? Thanks for all your honesty, humor, and insight. I wish you all the best in making a little Riker or Riket. <laughs> Cheers, Andy. Uh, no, they don't offer that. No. And that is so interesting that this company provides packaged deals of IVF treatment. I mean, it seems like it's cost uh, effective for that kind of a thing to happen. Yeah, like they just these the 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 amount of money they're charging us at CFP and at other clinics throughout the country. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are being charged the same similar, very similar amounts of money. You know, at this point, you're not they're not trying to pay off a new ultrasound machine. Like it's just fucking profit. Yeah, it's not like they are. Oh my god, we need to hire one more lab clinic, like lab tech like it's not that's not what's happening well you know what i think it's called the free market it is a free market and i I understand that but it's also when you hear about these other places with this health insurance where you can pay i'd gladly if they said it's if they said to us it's a hundred thousand dollars we're gonna give you three rounds of ivf in that and if you don't have a baby, we're going to give you back half of that. I'd say, okay. A hundred thousand? We've already spent more than $50,000. <sighs> I'm going to read one more email because it's a very sweet email. Okay. It's from Corey. Wait, did we answer his question? 
just about whether or not i mean no it's not a thing that's really offered out here but not here but we've we've heard from other people there's a program where they have shared risk stuff which is interesting which is something we did not look into no um this is from Corey, and he says hey matt and dory i'm a big fan of your podcast want to wish you all the luck my aunts have been doing IVF for a while, and whenever they would talk about what they were doing, I would do my best to understand, but now with your podcast, I feel like I can have an actual conversation with them about it. Thank you for that. I thought I would take Matt up on his offer to give advice, but I would love to hear from Dory as well. I became a dad when I was 22, and now I'm a 24-year-old single dad. As a dad, it's hard to find anyone to date or even hang out with because most of my time is taken up by my son, Harvey. Oh, that's good a name. cute name. It's a good name. And even if I do connect with someone, they tend to shy away when they find out I'm a dad. You seem like smart people, and any advice on how to find someone you connect with would be great. Also, I make paper snowflakes about things I enjoy and would love to make you one. Okay. Do you have a P.O. box or something I could send one to you? Below is an example of what I do. Best of luck with everything. Keep up the good work. They are very intricate, very elaborate Mm. snowflakes. And I'm going to take them up on that. Oh, all right. You're going to email them back? Yeah. Cool. Um, my advice would be to try to find single moms who are around your age. They got to be out there, right? They got to be out there. And they um, will empathize with you and know what it's like to be a single parent. And maybe your kids can become friends. And at some point, I mean, you don't have to I meet mean, the kids right away. You have a two-year-old that doesn't really need to be a friend yet. No, I know. But it's I just like someone who, can, someone who can relate. I think that that might certainly be, that might be one way to go. Is there a Tinder for single parents? There should be. I don't know, but I feel like on Tinder you can say that you're a single parent. Yeah, I know, but do you think anyone on Tinder is saying they're a single parent? Yes, I do. <gasps> what? Yeah, that's not what I expected you to say. Mm, well, I don't think that. Expected wrong. Mm, that makes me. A um, fool. The other thing I would suggest is possibly looking into dating older ladies. Go on. Well, I do think the average 24-year-old woman who is not a single mom might might not. And I'm not there there're probably 24-year-olds who are happy and willing to date a guy with a kid, but maybe not and but maybe I think as as older women might be more ready to date a guy with a kid. Interesting. It's very interesting. That's just a suggestion. I'm not uh, saying you have to date, you know, someone my age, someone ancient. But I like, I like. Uh, you're not ancient, honey. Thanks, honey. Uh, ye- I like, uh, I like the idea of an older woman. I think it's, it's smart. Thanks. It's a smart idea. Say it on your Tinder profile. Hop on Tinder. See what happens. Yeah. They got a match with you. I would also be up front on Tinder and like yeah. if you're not already and you know, like have a picture of you and your kid and say that you're a single dad. Just so like if some, then if someone does swipe right on you, you know that they're like theoretically cool with you having a kid and it's not going to be like something that you have to feel like you have to come clean about. Yeah. That would be my advice. Agreed. Um, the last thing we have is we have some donors. Oh, and they guys, are. This is the part of the show where excited. We acknowledge that uh, some of you out there are helping to keep this podcast going and 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 helping to make a little tiny dent in the medication I take to make my sperm grow or yeah. whatever it's supposed to do. That's probably not to, what like, it does. Block stuff down. Who there. knows what's going on? But we appreciate it. So whenever someone sends in a donation, 
I've told Dory that I don't want to know who they are or what they do. Just tell me their name. And based only on their name, I will tell you everything you need to know about them. So if you would like to participate in this fun little game, you can go to DoryandMatt.com, head on over to the Donate tab, and you'll see instructions about how to donate to us via PayPal or Venmo. There you go. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, All right. You ready? I hope so. Okay. Felicia Hoskins. Felicia Hoskins. She went to a state university. And she majored in psychology. And she took three years of it before she realized this is not for me. Oh, boy. She wanted to switch to poli-sci, but ended up just finishing out her psychology degree. Now she manages a Best Buy. Oh, okay. Um, Andrew Morency. Andrew Morency. 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 Uh, it changes it entirely. I thought so. I wanted to make sure you got the pronunciation right. Andrew Morency. You are into amateur dirt bike racing whoa that's pretty cool yeah and you're sponsored by monster energy wow so it's not really amateur if he's sponsored that's true okay (laughs) peter o'keefe uh peter o'keefe you have a little bit of a drinking problem (gasps) but when you're drinking you're also writing poetry oh what kind of poetry he's deep uh, you know, things that might eventually turn into the national anthem. What? Yeah. <laughs> Heidi Frederick. Heidi Frederick. Heidi, you met your husband when you were working at a lingerie store. What? And that husband was buying uh, some lingerie for his then wife. And mm. let me tell you what happened. You guys realized you were right for each other. He left his wife, who is now happily married with other kids. So don't worry about it. But that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> um, Aaron Murray. That's Aaron E-R-I-N. Aaron Murray? Aaron Murray, yeah. Uh, Aaron, you love the Boston Red Sox. You also love saying Cuddy Sock instead of Cuddy Sark. And you think, you still think that Johnny Damon is wicked handsome. Heather Hampton. <laughs> Heather Hampton. Why did you laugh so hard? Uh, it's just, uh, I, it makes me think of Hampton Beach, Hampton Beach in uh, New Hampshire. Oh. But Heather Hampton, um, you work in human resources at a large conglomerate, maybe the Dunlop Corporation or Johnson and Johnson. You work for a big company that does a lot of things and nothing totally great. Oh, what does she like to do in her spare time? Uh, in her spare time, she is really into for last year. She got really into adult coloring books. Oh yeah, and she did that for a while. Okay, and the fad has passed, and now she's like, ah, what do I do? She's recently subscribed to the New York Times. Uh-huh. Uh, she's trying to be more politically active okay. because of what's happening in the world right now. Um, so she spends a lot of time reading Politico and the New York Times. Okay, 
I don't know how to pronounce this next name. Well, it's going to really hinder my my amazing abilities. Powdrag Aaron Curran. It's like a Gaelic name. I don't it's probably pronounced like John. <laughs> let me let me take a look. And then I'll tell you exactly how to say it. That's probably a Gaelic name. Padraig Aaron Curran. <laughs> well, let me tell you, Padraig, you inherited your father's uh, sheep farm where you would make the finest wool sweaters. Ooh. Your tartan has green, blue, yellow, and black in it. And uh, you hope to one day finally fix up that Alfa Romero spider that's been sitting in your barn. Whoa. Yeah. What about Jenny Constantinos? Jenny Constantinos, you had a very strong female role model in your life. It was your grandmother. And she taught you how to cook everything you know how to cook right now. And your favorite dish that she taught you how to cook is souvlaki. Yum. I love a souvlaki. Uh, One day I'm going to be totally right. (laughs) Jack Woodyard. Jack Woodyard. This is our last one. Jack, let me tell you, I know you're struggling to get your handicap below a nine. Keep at it. I think you're going to shave a couple strokes this year. He's a golfer, honey. He loves playing golf. All right. He can't do anything, but weekends come, he's hitting the greens. It's 9 a.m. He's already played eight holes. Wow. He's he's just there. He's in it for the long haul. He hopes to become the club pro. But, you know, we'll see. I just think just work at it a little bit. You'll get there. Wow. Thank you all for donating. Yeah, thank you. Um... Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Yeah. And ratings and reviews help us. If you could please go on to iTunes, look up Matt and Dory's excellent adventure, give us a nice five star rating, and then you know, you don't even have to write a review. Just give us a five star review. Yeah. Um the other cool thing you could do is tell a friend about the podcast. Yeah, tell a friend. Be like, hey, listen, there's this podcast I like that they talk about IVF, but it's you know, more just listening to two people who are married not kill each other. They also talk about like He Man and The Simpsons. They also talk about He Man, and then the guy mansplains The Simpsons to the girl, and then she calls him out on it. It's really fun. Um, yeah, so that would be cool. And also join our Facebook group. Please do. Yeah. Facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. Uh-huh. Um, you can call us, leave us a voicemail at. 413-461. Baby. Baby. That's the number. Speaking of babies. Our baby is babying it up. So sleepy. I was gonna throttle him. With the pet corrector? With the pet corrector that I didn't even have to spray because he was just like... He's so afraid of it. I know. Um, and you can email us. Dory and Matt. Matt and Dory at Gmail. That's right, We'd Pet Corrector, you. if you'd like to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> you know where to find us, Pet Corrector. Um, all right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. And for you, that's not a lot of hope. 